Welcome to this podcast on the Emigre by Carol Rumans. Do have a copy of the poem with you, either printed, or if you type the title of the poem into Google and give yourself a digital, get yourself a digital copy, um, have a paper and pen to hand as well so that you can make notes and some annotations. I wanted to start this podcast first, really, by asking you to recall a happy memory from childhood. Is there a particular place you have in mind that you think fondly of? Perhaps there's a place that no matter what people tell you about it, you refuse to believe it isn't as good as you remember. This is the premise of the emigre. The title refers to a woman who has fled from her home country, and we see it in the whole poem, how she remembers her birthplace, this country she was originally from, so fondly. Nothing can make her change her mind about it. Making the title of the poem The Emigre suggests too that her emigrant status is a key part of her identity. It and her home country have clearly left a great impression on her. So before we get into the detail of the poem, I'd like you to pause the recording and have a read of it once or twice on your own. See if you can work out the poem's meaning, i.e. what's happening, its message, so what are the big ideas, and try and find out or work out what the mood of the poem is. So for example, is it uplifting? Is it dark? Pause the recording now and have a read. We'll start by looking at the poem's meaning then. And it is quite abstract, I'd like to say. Um, This is one of the poems, I think, which is open to multiple interpretations. So don't worry if you don't fully understand it on your first readings. Every time you read this, you'll see new things in it. And that is absolutely fine. So one meaning is that the speaker misses her home country and refuses to listen to reports that it is now at war or filled with tyrants. She declares how the worst news I receive of it cannot break my original view. Her memory of the city is instead kept sunlight clear, which suggests that it is both life-giving, this memory is life-giving, as as the sun is, and it also suggests that perhaps this, this memory of it is joyful and also very vivid and very clear for her. The final line of that first stanza, I am branded by an impression of sunlight, shows us how persistent she is being and keeping a hold of that initial positive memory and view of the place she left. Branding is something farmers do to cows to mark them as their property. It's a permanent mark suggesting that her original view of that home place will remain no matter what others tell her. Or to put it another way, she is under the power of the city. You'll notice that there are repeated mentions of the word sunlight And that word closes each stanza. As mentioned, sunlight gives life to lots of things on earth. It is bright and often connotes joy and growth. Ending each stanza with this image then shows us how again, um, how persistent this memory is. She will not let the memory of it be darkened. Moving to the meaning of the second stanza... We realise she idolises her city, describing it as having graceful slopes, white streets, and again repeating that image of sunlight. These references to light and brightness connote a sense of unspoilt purity. To her, her city, the memory of her city is all pure. She doesn't want to hear of the war that we think ravages it. Those hints of war are represented by those bursts of military imagery found in tanks, frontiers, etc., It's fair to also say that Rumens picks up the theme of childhood in this second stanza. As the speaker comments on, that child's vocabulary carried here like a hollow doll. This is a complicated image. 
one, aided by that simile of the doll, that I think refers to the innocence children have. They do not know the realities of the outside world and therefore don't have or need the vocabulary to describe it. Perhaps she never learned about the horrors of her old home and never learnt the words to speak of them because she was young. And that is why she only remembers it as light, bright and beautiful. The final assertion of this stanza, it tastes of sunlight, sounds as though she might be defending her city, almost as though others are trying to teach her things about the city she didn't know as a child and doesn't want to know now as an adult. Moving finally to the final stanza, the speaker talks about how she cannot go back to this place. That first line, we wonder if this is both literal, because she has no passport, and metaphorical, because even if she did go back, it, it would be a different place now. Using maternal imagery, the description of her city lying down in front of her and becoming something which she can comb and love suggests she sees her city, or at least the memory of it, as something she can nurture, something she can look after, something she can protect. It then becomes an equal partner with her, though, in the line, My city takes me dancing. Here there is a suggestion that the memory of her city offers her fun and freedom, again suggesting it has great power to provide these things. It ends, or, or draws to an end, with a sombre thought on the people referred to only as they, a distant, othering pronoun, which suggests that these people she's referring to deserve no identity, they mean very little to our speaker. When she says they accuse me of being dark in their free city, she could be commenting on her somberness and sadness in this new place. Or we wonder if it's a darker reference to people in this new city, commenting on and belittling her for her race. It feels as though the city loses its power in the next few lines. She says her city hides, which, which could be a reference to how her identity as a member of this old country is being diluted as she settles in a new country. But yet, with that final mention of sunlight and all that it stands for as a positive, bright memory of her past city, we realise that she won't let that memory or part of her identity go. Rumen shows the strength of memory and the power it has to shape our identity. In terms of messages and key ideas then, get ready with a pen, because we've got a few. Feel free to pause, rewind to make sure that you get these written down. Firstly, Rumens explores how a place can powerfully affect your identity. Secondly, Rumens shows the strength and memory of um, sorry, Rumens shows the strength and power of memories and explores how memories can, can offer freedom, can be liberating. Thirdly, Rumens shows an innocence to childhood and youth, the experiences of a place when young can powerfully affect you later in life. Fourthly, there are comments too in this poem on the power or lack of power war has on a place and people as our speaker refuses to let the war in this country affect her viewpoint. Pause the recording now and see if you can find lines and images that prove those particular big ideas. Now let's consider how we compare and contrast this poem to others in the anthology. So firstly, think about the way this poem explores how a particular place experienced in childhood has had a long-lasting impression on the speaker. This is similar to the experience of Wordsworth in the prelude. Both speakers discuss the memories of their childhood experiences and how they have subsequently shaped their identity. I think for Wordsworth, that um, the impression placed on him as a child 
is a negative one. And I, I think the the power of place in the emigre is, is much more positive. It offers her freedom, but they're certainly both severely affected by their childhood experiences. Secondly, in the emigre, we've discussed how war and conflict don't have the power to alter one's impression of the place. This is quite different to London, where the speaker describes London as a place marked by war, oppression, woe and suffering. Thirdly, in terms of memory, in Remains, Armitage shows how a veteran's memory of war will forever haunt him. Similarly, in The Emigrate, the memory of her homeland is persistent. But I think instead of haunting her, instead of that being a negative thing, it gives our speaker in The Emigrate life and freedom. Fourthly, we're looking to checking out my history here by, by John Agard. And both his speaker and the speaker in The Emigre are passionate about preserving their identity. I think Agard's speaker wants his cultural identity to be recognised and celebrated. Um, and and Ruman's speaker really wants and is determined to retain her identity too. In just a second, you'll have the chance to consider how else this poem compares to others. Think in particular about Kamikaze. See if you can identify more comparisons with London and the Prelude too. So that's the end of our podcast on the emigre. But do remember that this poem is abstract and open to multiple interpretations. Have a reread of this poem and expect that every time you do, you can spot something new.